listening to Company Inc. Company Inc. is an audio diary of two business owners living, working, and sleeping together. My name is Lisa Butler. I code websites on WordPress for bloggers and creative entrepreneurs. You can find me at lmb.com. And my name is Jesse Graglia. I do video and podcast editing for creative entrepreneurs. You can find me at soundmind.pro. Welcome to episode six. Episode six. Today we're talking about around the house. Around the house. Things like meal planning, chores, what we hire out because we don't want to do and we don't want to fight over it, and things that we hate doing and how we deal with all of the house stuff together. There's a lot of stuff we don't like doing. There's a lot of stuff we don't like doing. Should we talk about that first? No, or I should think we... we should talk about meal planning first because so the reason what, that we're talking about all this is last week's episode, we mentioned meal planning. So we thought we'd go a little more into depth about that and talk about our process and all of that. Because like I tried to meal plan when I was single and I couldn't do it. This is the only time it's ever worked for me. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot harder when you're single because that's a lot to, it's just a lot of planning to do. Yeah. You have to do all the shopping yourself. You have to do all the cooking yourself. You have to make all the decisions yourself. <laughs> right. Exactly. And then it's just so easy to be like, no, I'm not doing it. I'm oh, just yeah. going to go pick up food. Yeah. The end. <laughs> you know how much, how much easier it is for me to just get in the car and drive somewhere, especially now, like when we have all that stuff right down the street, like every fast food For place real. you could possibly imagine. So yeah, we were just talking about meal planning. So it um, it is basically the answer to the age old question, what's for dinner? And yeah. it's just so much easier. We thought it would be easier. And as I mentioned in the last podcast, it's a great time optimizer like you don't have to spend the time thinking about it worrying about it preparing for it you've well you have to spend time preparing for it but once you're prepared for it man that makes it really easy yeah it really does yeah um i couldn't when i tried to do it by myself i just couldn't wrap my mind around like what was like how much food i actually needed and all that so i do think it like it's easier when there's two people and you know stuff's going to get eaten and sure and there's someone else to say well we could have this or we could have that when you're like actually making the meal plan and you're not like mm-hmm. what do i feel like eating tonight yeah. you know and then i mean that also helps when you're like looking at the meal plan and you're like i don't really want what's on the meal plan tonight but then Jesse's over there like but i do i really want it Let's have that, you know, let's eat in tonight. And so it kind of like keeps you accountable. And yeah, it's a lot easier to stick to it when the other person doesn't waver as much as you do. So and that certainly helps. And also, I think being single and doing it when you cook at home, most of the time you're going to make a decent amount of whatever you're making. So. So you're, then you're eating it for days. On yeah, days, it's on days. like I hope you like leftovers because that stuff's only going to last for so long. So it's like okay, if like you used to say that with your chili, remember? Yeah, when I, you were in your apartment when we started dating, uh, I made chili like 
three times last fall, which is unheard of for me. Like I usually make it like once when it gets really cold and then I never make it again because you were stuck eating it. Yeah, I was eating like eight bowls of it and it was crazy. I was like, no, I can't have any more chili. So by the time I finished the first first batch of chili, I was like, nope, I don't want any more. Yeah, I remembered you specifically saying that, that you would only make it once a season because you'd get so burned out. Because, the, I mean, you could probably cut down the recipe. Even then, half of that recipe that you make, that you made for the two of us, was still a lot for yeah. one person. Well, not only that, like, that's one of those recipes that it's like a can of this and a can of that and a can of this. And so what are you going to do? Cut a can in half? Well, then you're, you yeah. have a bunch of cans right. in your fridge that you have to use in something else. Yeah, you else. put saran wrap over the top of them or maybe you have those little plastic lids you put on the cans and stuff like that. Now you have a whole bunch of half cans half full cans in your fridge of God knows what. Yeah, that's no fun. Yeah, so you'd end up tossing it anyway. Yeah. One way or another, you were tossing stuff. Food was getting tossed. So now that there's two of us, like you said, you've made it a lot more because, well, I could put back some chili. Let's be (laughs) honest. And uh, it was really, it's really good. It's really good chili. So I'm from Texas. Texas. <laughs> so yeah, that um that's another like roadblock you come across when you're when you're single and you make stuff. You find a recipe off the internet and oh well the recipe's for eight people. Well, I'm not eight people, I'm one. Yeah. So I did I, I used my freezer a lot more when I was single. Um Yeah, our freezer's pretty empty. Yeah, so I would, you know, I'd just make something and I'd freeze half of it. There you go. Um, So that's definitely something that you can do if you're feeling that struggle like I was. Um, And I think, you know, for us, we do a lot of leftover nights. So even, even though we have a meal plan, it's not like every single night is full. And I think that's what I always got stuck on. When I was trying to meal plan, like, oh, I need to put something on every night. But you really don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you, I mean, we probably have like at least one to two leftover nights every week. And then some weeks it's more. It just depends on like how much we felt like cooking the week before. Right. And if we made a bigger batch of something, like we really like penne vodka. So sometimes we'll make mm. a, a full batch of it, which we just did. So good. So we'll have that like... At least two nights, each of us will be able to have that. Um, so, yeah, I think you've got to count the leftovers in your meal plan, too. You don't have to cook every single night. Right. Um, and then just having, like, sandwich meat and things like that that you can just, like, throw together for a yeah, quick Yeah, quick lunch. stuff. We buy hot dogs, um, lunch stuff, lunch meats, you know, even... Something like a peanut butter and jelly is just quick to throw together in the middle of the day for lunch. You know, a hot dog you can throw into the broiler. We don't have a grill right now. Boo. But, um, you know, just quick stuff during the day. And then your big meal, your big creating of food endeavor for the night, you know, happens in the evening. And segue into one of the things we don't like doing is that cooking all that food 
requires the cleaning of the dishes afterwards. Yeah. Which sucks. And we hate dishes. Both of us hate dishes. Which yeah, I don't know. I think it's probably our biggest problem with the household. Yeah. And we have a dishwasher. It's it's like it was still. You can't throw the big stuff in a dishwasher. You can't throw the big pots and things like that, which yeah. we do use often. And um so what ends up happening is this like uh i don't want to call it a vicious cycle it kind of is but it's kind of not when you cook say you cook two nights in a row well if you didn't really clean up in between or after those two nights there is a sink full of dishes and then you're like no nope, nope, i don't want to cook anymore and then if you don't take yeah if you t- don't take care of that before the next day comes the next evening when it's time to make dinner again you're like you look at that pile and you're like oh i'm not dealing with that Let's yeah. go out. And all of a sudden now your now your meal plan's busted because well cuz you didn't want to deal with dishes. Yeah. So but what I like I have weird levels of motivation when it comes to dishes. Like sometimes I just want to clean them immediately and then sometimes I'll leave them there forever. Yeah. And I don't know why this goes back and forth in my head i wish it was just one way or the other because i know eventually they're gonna pile up and i'm gonna have to clean them anyway or one of us is gonna have to do it Mm -hmm. and um you know it's gonna take some it's gonna take 15 minutes to sit there in the kitchen and clean all these friggin' dishes which really isn't that long and it feels so much better when it's done but it's still like such a drag to get started it feels great when it's done that is true. Like a clean Such kitchen. Such a drag to get started, though. I know. I know. If you noticed, I actually bring my phone in there and I play music on my phone while I'm doing it. Because I'm like, <laughs> you know what? If I'm going to be in here for more than five minutes, I'm going to listen to music. <laughs> so I'll put I'll put on some music for my phone. I do that with everything. If I'm going to be doing something for any period of time that doesn't require me to be listening to whatever it is, I'll put music on. I yeah, love, you do do that a lot. Love music. <laughs> so yeah. So there's dishes. Ugh. The bane the bane of our household is dishes. Yeah. So let's let's go back to like how we meal plan. Okay. And well, that's easy. Cuz we kind of we've gotten it down to an art, I feel like. Like we've Well, we set a day. The first thing we did is set a day, Sunday. Every Sunday. So basically Monday is the beginning of our meal plan week so on sunday we will sit down and wipe the board clean we know what we're having for dinner that night obviously so we will wipe the board clean and we'll just go through each day we got a little whiteboard magnetic whiteboard i think i mentioned that goes on the fridge goes on the fridge so there's no question anybody can go over there and look at it and the markers are right next to the fridge Mm-hmm. made it we made it very easy for ourselves yeah that's the key you got to make it easy enough that, well, because that's, that's our problem with dishes. Like, we don't, or or that's, uh, that's dishes trip us up on, on cooking because it's like an obstacle. So the easier that you can make things on yourself, like if our kitchen's clean, we're going to be cooking. Yep. If we've got the whiteboard there, we're going to, and we say we're going to do it on Sundays, like we're going to do it. Yep. We're going to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I think just making it as easy as possible yep. for ourselves has helped. Being and consistent. And we've really got a helps. list of meals that we like to eat and we yes. know we can cook. The master list. The master list. And then we just sit down and we're like, okay, so what kind of week are we Anticipating, yeah. yeah. You know, you can take into account things that are happening during the week. Like we just got done with a whole bunch of family affairs uh, over 4th of July weekend. You know, there was there was just a ton going on. There was a wedding and there was family in town and there was grilling going on over here and, you know, trips to Oklahoma City over here. Like it was uh, crazy. All just kinds of stuff, every direction. So for a lot of that, we did plan. I think we planned those days. Like I think we put stuff on the board. But then uh, for planned- the days we absolutely knew we weren't going to be there, we you know we just wrote that in whatever w- was coming. Yeah, up. we're not going to be here this day. And then we put leftovers on the days that we weren't sure whether or not we were going to be there. Yeah, that makes we it had easy. we kind of planned ahead too. The week before, we were like, okay, well, we know this weekend is coming up and it's going to be crazy. So, what can we make that's going to give us lots of leftovers? Oh yeah, yep, we prepared for that. So we had, I mean, we had a fridge stocked with leftovers so that we had that option if we found ourselves at home, which we never did. Mm -hmm. Um, But then once, you know, everything settled down, we weren't like, okay, now we have to cook again. We could just pull out the leftovers so we could recover. And then we're like, okay, things are back to normal. We feel like cooking again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that made it a lot easier. And we already had that in the plan. And so we just go through based on what the week's going to be like. And and then it's just kind of like, oh, well, let's have this. Or we haven't had this in a while. Let's have this. We'll both throw out suggestions. Mm-hmm. We might throw in a new recipe if we're feeling adventurous. But we typically save that kind of stuff for like Fridays and Saturdays. Yeah. Fridays or just like the weekend. When there's more, when we feel like we have more time to cook um, and clean up afterwards, then we just kind of save those things for then instead of like during the week when trying to get work done and then it's just like something extra on top of it. Right. And I have to say, actually saving the cooking for the weekends is your best bet. Because if you have, if you're gonna choose a night to go out to eat and get away from the meal plan, do it during the week. Just cause Friday and Saturday, that is like family night at these restaurants. Yeah, we just went we decided to go out to eat tonight and we were like, Why is it so busy? Like, why is it crazy? And then we we're like, Oh, cause somehow we always end up going out to eat during the week. And we never, we always cook on the weekends. Mm-hmm. So we're like, it's Saturday. Everybody, everybody and their mom literally is out. Oh man, it was dinner. crazy. Usually what usually takes us an hour. And That's I'm a- talking like the hour consists of us driving there, sitting down, ordering, eating the food, 
paying and coming home. That took us like it two took hours us tonight. more more than double that tonight. Oh, it because, did take, yeah, it took more than two hours. Yeah, it took it was over two hours that whole ordeal because the place was it's it's Saturday night. Yeah, it is Saturday night. So yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna choose a night to deviate from your meal plan, do it on a weekday. Well, we it isn't necessarily deviating from the meal plan because we did well, put we planned for it. Eat out. We like did we plan typically to... put one night a week that we'll allow ourselves to eat out. True. Um we also thought we were going to make plans and go out with other people though. Yeah, that's true. So technically we could have said no to the eating out because we didn't have plans. Plans did not happen. Yeah. And, and we then, had plenty of leftovers. And we had we plenty of like, leftovers eh, we'll and we could have out. cooked, but we were already planning on it. We had our hearts set on it. You know, it was a place we hadn't gone in the while we were both craving. So it was like, you know what? We're doing it. Let's just go. Yeah. And then back on the meal plan tomorrow and throughout the next week. But we, uh, and I think we mentioned this last week, we're not like really strict about it. We'll look at the meal plan and be like, well, maybe we feel like having this tonight instead. And yeah. we'll move it. It will like say like we were going to have penne vodka on Tuesday, but we really want it on Monday. Then we'll, we'll switch it around. Yeah. There's definitely a reason why we don't chisel the uh, meal plan in stone. Because it changes so much. I think for me, it's more some nights I need the break to cook. And then other nights I really just can't even. Because I, I I would say I, I mean, I do a lot of the cooking. Yeah. Um, And if I'm not cooking, I'm like telling Jesse what to do. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not great. In no, the kitchen. I, I get think- it done, but <laughs> like she doesn't need to measure. With me, I'm all numbers and exact measurements and stuff like that. I can't do the whole judgment game. Oh, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I, yeah, I don't play that game. I uh, I need to know exactly what needs to go in there because I don't know. I'm, I'm not like, going to guess. I'm like, draw a C. And he's like, what? <laughs> Dr- yeah, draw, draw a C, C. With, the, with the heavy cream. Excuse me? <laughs> what do you mean? Just shake it in until it looks right. <laughs> yeah, just keep going. How does that look? I don't know. Oh, it looks good. Okay. Yeah, I don't I don't play that game. Yeah. I don't do that. He takes instruction really well. So I think the other part of so our meal that, plan is like knowing our strengths and weaknesses. Maybe that makes me a better baker. Yeah, because I... Oh, baking... Yeah, I can make some mean cookies, boy. Woo! I can I can make cookies. I can make some mean cookies. It just kind of drives me crazy. Yeah, well. Like having to measure everything. I'm like, "Eh, I don't want to measure. See, I don't mind measuring. I like cold hard facts. (laughs) I like exact sciences. And that's one of them. So, yay. Works out for me. Yeah. We probably need to make cookies. Uh, if by we, we you mean you? Oh yeah, okay. I'll <laughs> sure. Yeah, so we just kind of like we. It's less about like looking at the meal planning and saying, "Oh, forget it. We're just gonna go out to eat." It's more like 
we look at what is already on the meal plan and shift the dates. Mm-hmm. So yeah. because we like we know that we already have the stuff for these things in our kitchen because that's what we planned out for the week. So then we'll just say, oh, but I really feel like having this tonight instead or I don't really feel like cooking and we have these leftovers that we can eat. I'll cook this tomorrow night. Yeah. And so that's really as much shifting around as we do. We don't there. We don't often say screw the meal plan. We're going out to eat. No, it's not often because one of us is good about keeping the other in check. If it, it it's we're usually it's usually not both of us that want to break the meal plan. Very at true. the same time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we can kind of because I really I really wanted to go out to eat last night. And he's like, penny vodka sounds really good. That's what's on the meal plan. I was like, okay, yeah, I guess it does sound good. And the more, like, once we started making it and we sat down to eat it, I was like, this was really good. Yep. And we saved money and used what we already had in our fridge. And mm-hmm. so, for sure. So, yeah. enough about the meal plan. Enough about the meal plan. <laughs> we talked enough about food. You can make me hungry again. I don't know how that's possible. Yeah, we did eat a lot. <laughs> Those endless fries are killer. <laughs> killer. So chores. Um, yeah, we kind of touched on this. Dishes is a chore. I think and dishes that, is definitely our big one that we're both like, no. Yeah, that that's that's the biggest one that like it's just a pain in the ass. Like other stuff like, you know, keeping the kitchen clean in general. Is pretty easy. Wiping down the counters, stuff like that. Yeah, picking up after yourself. And mm-hmm. Yep. That's... We don't really make the bed. Nope. We don't bother. Yeah, okay, I've always had a thing about making the bed. Like, I was never really brought up to make the bed, so I don't really do it. Like, I've never made my bed. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there going, oh my God, he never made the bed? Oh, what kind of crazy household was he brought up in? <laughs> See, the funny thing is, I never made my bed either, but that's because I don't move when I sleep. So I could just get out of my bed in the morning and it was basically made. Oh, see, I like to tear up the bed. Like, I always thought a messy bed was more comfortable than a well-made bed. I don't know why that is, but I always liked crawling into a bed where the sheets were all just kind of crazy and crumpled and stuff like that and you just kind of crawl in there and you know you make yourself a nest and then you push all the sheets to my side and then you get mad that you have no sheets so it's your own fault no this isn't true it's your own fault this is not true it's summertime in oklahoma it's a billion degrees outside it is a billion degrees out the sun basically rolls down the street in the middle of the day and burns everybody's houses up so at night you know if we're lucky It'll get into the high 70s. It like stays in the 80s at night, yeah. which is disgusting for sleeping because I like to sleep in the cold, basically. I'm used to setting my apartment on igloo temperature and apparently that doesn't work as well in a house. <laughs> no, maybe if we got a better central air unit. But yeah, when it's, you know, 100 degrees outside trying to cool down an entire house. The little guy is little guy is working his best out there. Yeah. So at night it's warm, so I want nothing to do with a comforter. Nothing. 
So he tosses it all on me. Yep, get it out of here. Bye. But then he rolls the sheets in it. Well, yeah, then the sheets get crumpled in. And I'm like, where's my sheets? And they're in there. I'm like, wah, wah, it's your own fault. And then she goes, well, if we would make the bed, they'd be there. And I'm like, nope. (laughs) Nope. I I usually end up going to bed first, so I kind of straighten things out a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. And he just tosses it all over on my side, so. Yeah, making the bed, not really happening. Not really happening. Yeah, I don't mind so much. I do I do think it looks better when you make the bed. And it was I always made my bed in my studio or almost always because That makes sense. It was like You're I always had to, looking right at yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I mean now it's like it's just the bedroom, so close the door if you really don't want to look at it. Yeah. Um, but I do kind of straighten it up just to make sure that I have enough sheet, I have enough comforter. Mm-hmm. And that I'm not sitting on the rest of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, but then as far as like cleaning the house, we actually hired a cleaning lady. Yes. I, I've had somebody cleaning the house for me ever since I got it, basically. And I've lived here for six years now. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I was just going to I was going to keep her because Lisa was like, well, I'm not going to clean. <laughs> I actually, I had, a, uh, I had a cleaning lady too because, you know, for me, it's like I work from home and, well, when I had my studio, it was like, I have to look at this place all the time. I mean, yeah. everything is out in the open, plus I'm working here and living here, so I'm spending so much time here and I tell you, like, hire a cleaning service if you work from home. Just yeah. do it because it is so worth it to be able to leave the house for a couple of hours. I guess it depends on the size of your house. I mean, with my studio, I was able to just leave the house for a couple of hours mm-hmm. and, you know, um, and I'd come back and everything would be nice and clean and I didn't have to do it and I could just enjoy living in my house. Yep. And get more work done. And by getting more work done, I could pay for the cleaning service. So, you know, for us, it just made more sense to continue doing that. Because, I mean, I was used to it. He already had someone. And um, so she comes once every two weeks. Yep. And we keep it We keep it clean in between there, you know, as best we can. Yeah. And it also, the other thing about that is it forces you to keep things picked up because if you're paying somebody to come in, you want them to do the stuff that you absolutely don't want to do. Like you want them to vacuum, you want them to mop and things like that and and clean all the surfaces. Yeah. Clean all the surfaces, do the deep cleaning in the bathrooms. Yeah. And they can't do that if you've got your crap everywhere. Your shit's everywhere. Right. If your dog is your dog, it's your floor is covered in dog toys. Well, they're not going to spend the 15 minutes picking up all the dog toys so they can vacuum, you know. So, yeah, it absolutely helps you keep your place straightened so when they come in, they can do their job to the best they can. Yeah. And uh, before I had somebody cleaning my apartment, I I could go 
like a month or two. Like it was ridiculous how long I could go just letting things pile up. I would let mail pile up. I would let the dishes stay in the sink longer. I would, I mean, there's just things that like you don't really do or that you don't, if it doesn't bother you as much, it's for, I think for both of us, it's like, you know, having a clean house, once we have the clean house, we're like, oh, this is nice. But when things start piling up, we don't really notice. We're not, we don't care enough to like, we don't notice enough to take care of it. Yeah, we're not OCD enough to see that, see like clutter. And mind you, we're not talking about like major clutter, like you have to step over things to get places. Yeah, but, neither you know, of us are super, super messy. We no, just, which is good. We definitely like let things stack up. Like we'll yeah, leave and, this, the dishes in the sink for a few days. And, right. It doesn't. It doesn't bother us like it would bother some neatniks. You know, mm-hmm. like oh my god, there's there's a pile of yesterday's mail over there on the coffee table that needs to go. You yeah. know, I could look at that and be like, eh, whatever. I'll get yeah. to that. I'll get and to I'm that like that whenever. too. So we both kind of would ignore it until it got to a point that we just couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. But with having someone in, coming in and cleaning our house, that forces us every two weeks to go through the house and pick up things before they get to that point where we're like, we just can't stand it anymore. Yeah. And then also, I mean, and then it turns into... um you know, you get into the mentality, well, I'm going to have to do this every other week. I might as well do a little bit every other day or when I see it, you know, I might as well take care. You'll get that thought. I might as well take care of this now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to do it in a week anyway or however long it's going to be. I think it just helps us like keep better habits. Yeah, it definitely does. And I mean, the whole reason I had got a cleaning person to begin with was because I didn't want it. I didn't want. I didn't want it to feel like my house was a burden or something like that, you know. Because nobody likes to do chores. Nobody wants to go around. I mean, there. I'm sure there's some people that love it, but you know, nobody really wants to take the time every weekend to vacuum and clean the entire bathroom and wipe down every single surface around the house and stuff like that. So it was kind of like, man, it's like you said before, when the cleaning person comes and they clean for the three hours and they get done what they need to get done, when they're done, man, the house is great. Yeah, and you can just enjoy it. And you can enjoy it. it. It's Yeah, I find you, I enjoy the living space much more without the whole, you know, Oh, I'm going to have the feeling of I'm going to have to clean this again in a week. Yeah. You know, and it it really helps us with cooking as well, because we've got a nice, clean kitchen to cook in again. Yep. So we know that if nothing else, you know, even if we have a horrible two weeks and we're just like piling dishes on top of one another, which Never happens. I think, you know, by like day three or four, one of us is like, okay, I'm going to pick this up. Um, But, you know, if worst case scenario, we just pile all the dishes we own in the sink for two weeks, we know that someone's going to come clean the house at the end of the two weeks. And that's 
you know, she'll clean some of the dishes, but we always feel like really bad <laughs> if there are dishes in the sink. Yeah. Or, or if there's like a lot of them. She won't even ask. She'll just do them. Yeah. She's so really great about that. And we're always yeah. like, oh, we love you. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's amazing. That's, when we come back at, sure. in the kitchen and we're like, the, the sink is clean. The sink is clean. Oh, my God. I think she ran our dishwasher last time, too. And we're like. We yeah, have, we have a bunch of clean dishes. Didn't ask her. She emptied it too. It's amazing. She ran it and emptied it. We did not ask her to do that. So, and if you couldn't tell, we don't use a service. We use an individual who, uh, who my mom knew from one of her previous jobs. She would come in there and clean their offices there. So that's how we met her. And she is fantastic. So, um, she doesn't do laundry. Well, she cleans our sheets. She will run the sheets through the wash. Um, but that's it. As far as laundry goes, like we're talking about chores, uh, we actually do our own laundry. I do my own. Lisa does her own. There is, there is no, uh, designated laundry person, which, I feel like there is, you know, we started getting into gender roles and stuff like that. Oh, well, the man brings home the bacon and the woman cooks and cleans and does the laundry. <laughs> what kind of voice is that? That's my old man voice from <laughs> the 1950s. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, those kind of, you know. I don't think we ever like sat down and said, oh, I'm going to do my own laundry. You're going to do your own laundry. It just We've just of... been doing it ourselves for so long. We're just going to continue doing it that way. Yeah, it just kind of. It's not like I'm going to ask you to one day, hey, start doing my laundry. <laughs> and you'd be like. Just like that? No. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what the response would be. Uh, no. Well, if you needed help, I would help you. I don't need help with my laundry. I can handle it. <laughs> well, if you were just like super busy with work or something. Oh, maybe. But even then, you know. I think, I mean, the washer that we have is so big. Oh, that it's so good. It's like, you know, each of us can do all of our clothes in one load. So. Yeah, I could pretty much go two weeks and throw everything in there. Just everything. Boom. It doesn't even fill it up great Love yeah it. so that's not really that much of a burden we don't like doing laundry yeah Folding, both of us complain about it but yeah and i don't really even fold my laundry i put everything on just about everything goes on hangers and into my closet but so that makes it a lot easier i used to have like a dresser drawers and i used to have to fold the stuff all nice and neat and put them into the dresser drawers well now i have a walk-in closet so i just hang up everything and it's so much easier yeah, that is the nice thing about where we live is we each have our own walk-in closets. Yay, we don't walk-in have to battle closets. for closet space or anything like that. So good. So, I know that's a luxury that not every couple has. Mhm. <laughs> but we'll take it. So, what other chores do we hate? Um Well, I don't, I'm the I don't do spiders. Um, he does all yeah, of our pest control. Yeah, I guess that's kind of a chore. There's not much of it, but yeah, there's the occasional, the occasional spider likes to walk in, like and I, I think scream. it was. I think it was today. 
Yeah, I opened the front door and one came scuttling and one just in like, and I was like, spider alert, spider alert. They just wait at the front door and they're like, it's going to open. And then it opened and it was like, thank you. And it just walked inside and didn't go anywhere. It just walked right inside and sat right by the front door, but it was inside. And she was like, nope. And I was in my room. I was on PlayStation actually on <laughs> playing with a couple of friends. And she was like, spider, 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 get it. <laughs> get it spider and i'm like what spider by the front door it came in the front door when i opened the door okay and let me tell you best way to pick the best way to get that spider i mean unless you wanted to capture it and put it back outside sorry i don't have any um any uh sympathy for the spiders that come into my house yeah no you're gonna get got okay <laughs> so uh and I take no prisoners. I bring out my biggest weapon that I could find in the house against spiders. And its name is Dyson. <laughs> I take out that Dyson vacuum and that spider is gone. <laughs> and I got the like the extendo thing where it's got the big long arm. And I can just, I, I could be, it feels like I'm 10 feet away from that spider. But shunk, I suck it up. That's how I do it. And then I stand another 10 feet away. I do not. <laughs> Just to be safe. I do not. I have minor arachnophobia. Not so much that like, like when she sees a spider, it's like, ah, spider, run the other way. When I see a spider, I go, whoa, that's a spider. Because there was one on our stovetop the other night and he was a big sucker. And I told her, she was on the couch. I was like, don't come over here. There's a giant spider right by the stove. And she like, was like, what? That. How big? And I said, giant. I said, he's wearing sneakers. He's so <laughs> big. He bought sneakers. Like, I'm going to stay a pet then. I'm over here. I'm yeah. good. And then she was like, well, now I'm curious. And I'm like, don't do it. You're going to have nightmares. Because <laughs> she's really scared of spiders. And I got my uh, got my friend Dyson and shunk, sucked him up. Bye bye, spider. Sorry about it. Not sorry. Not sorry. You came We're into my house. You're intruding. You're a trespasser. Um, the only other thing that I can think of right off the top of my head that I really don't like doing is canine patrol. KP is what we used to call it at the old house. Canine patrol. If you don't know what that is, it's picking up your dog's poop out of the backyard because you don't want to have landmines everywhere. And when you go to mow your lawn, you don't want to be running over dog poop. So got to clean it up. So I do that. Which I don't mind. Because then I don't have to. Do- <laughs> yeah. I put in my fair share when I lived in my apartment, and I that had is to, true. I had to pick up fresh dog poop. Ooh man, with your hands too, with the bag over it. The Ooh. bag, yeah. No fun. Ew. So now Dobby has her own backyard that she can just walk yep. out the doggy door. Basically, do her, her own business. bathroom is what it is. I don't have to leash her and take her downstairs, and yep. You know, wait while we're in the rain and she can't decide where she wants to go. Yeah. Now you can just go do your thing. Like, have we fun. Have a doggy Bye. Door. I'm going to stay dry. We have a nice doggy door that they can go through whenever they want. And it's great. So, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, I don't chores. think we really ever sat down and said, this is how we're going to do it. It just nope. kind of... I think with the dishes especially, we'll 
we'll ask each other for help when we really don't want to do it. Yeah, and most of the time I find myself like looking at the pile of dishes and going, wow, crap, it's got to get done. I'm just going to do it right now, you know? Yeah, I try to do it when I'm cooking something else. So like if something's simmering, then I'll clean up a few dishes. Yeah, there you go. Or things like that. Multitasking. And I try to at least like soak things Mm -hmm. as soon as we're done so that... When we do go to clean it up, we can just kind of dump the water out. Yeah, it makes it a little easier. Makes it a little easier. That could also be used as as an excuse, though. You cook something. Oh, well, I I think this needs to I think this needs to soak overnight instead of me cleaning it right now. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. It always needs to soak. What are Uh, you talking about? Yeah, sure. Sure, (laughs) sure, sure, sure. Yeah, okay. If you have any tips on how to make dishes suck less... Let us know. Oh, man, please. We could use the help. (laughs) They are the worst. So I think that about wraps up our discussion on household chores. Mm Mm-hmm. Sure does. All that stuff, which you know what that means. What? It's time for hashtag spilling the ink. Hashtag spilling the ink. And this time I get to ask the questions. So they're probably going to be a little bit more upbeat. Yeah, mine were last, last week. week uh, Jesse had to choose some depressing ones. Hey, now. No, I'm kidding. They were deep. Deep thoughts. Well, I guess they were. They were deep and depressing. What? No, they, they were, were totally. Deep. I and they did. We did actually like keep talking about those topics later. Yeah, we did. <laughs> They're good so conversation good starters. Yeah. Well, this week we have some lighthearted questions for you. Hooray! So, question number one. I already know the answer to this, but I threw it in anyway. <laughs> Do you have a signature cooking dish? And if so, what is it? A signature cooking dish? You mean Jesse's chicken? Yeah, which we're having for dinner tomorrow night. Okay, so when I was growing up in Clifton, New Jersey, my dad would always make this chicken dish, and it's the most basic thing. I could tell you what it is right now. It's chicken cutlets, basically. Um, you can get, you know, you can get either thin sliced like chicken cutlets. You can get a chicken breast and cut it in half, you know, make it thin, you know, make the, make the chicken thin. And all you do is you dunk it in egg and then you coat it with progresso, progresso Italian style breadcrumbs. He's very specific about the breadcrumbs. First, I don't know what it is, but those specific breadcrumbs and oh, you put a little oil in a pan and you basically just fry them, fry them in a pan. That's all you do. And man, it is just so good. I don't know what it is. There is some magic between those three ingredients that just makes that chicken so good. I like to dip it in marinara. And see, I, I think it doesn't even need it. Just a little bit of salt, a little bit of pepper. Mmm, magnifique. And uh, I used to eat that a lot when I was young. Like, there was really only three things I ate when I was growing up. I ate waffles, I ate that chicken, and I ate um, tuna fish. That's all I ate. I was the pickiest <laughs> The pickiest kid you can ask my mother. Was? I am still pretty picky. <laughs> my horizons have grown. He does try things. A little bit. 
<laughs> not much. People I am really, I am really stupid picky. It's it's crazy. So, um, so yeah. So when I would go and visit my dad when I was younger, after my parents split up, most of the time that's what he made for me when I went and visited him. And I visited him almost every single weekend. So some years go by, and my mother has two more kids with my stepdad, and whenever my mom would make that chicken because she knew how to make it. Anybody know how to make it. I just told you how to make it. It's the easiest thing. It's a lot of prep work because you got to beat the eggs and you got to coat them all and you got to, you know, coat them with the breadcrumbs and, oh, you like my hand movements? I'm Italian (laughs) from New Jersey. What do you want from me? I'm Um, making fun of Jesse right now. He's moving his hands a lot. I'm moving my hands when I talk. When I talk, I'm talking over here. (laughs) So whenever my mom would make that chicken for my brother's, she would say, we're having Jesse's chicken tonight. And that's where that came from. It, in the family, it is called Jesse's chicken, mm. which is my chicken. And you know what's funny is that I had to ask my mom exactly how to make it <laughs> a couple of weeks ago because I never made it. I always had it made for me. Well, now that I'm living by myself, I never cooked it. I never did it. And I needed to ask her a couple questions because I wasn't sure on some things on exactly how to do it and how to do it right. Uh, so, yeah. Just but now make he's sure... master. He's good at it now. Oh, yeah. And the really, the trick is, is to get thin chicken. If your chicken's not thin enough, you can tenderize it with the hammer, you know, thin it out. Or if you get like the scallopini cutlets. Uh, is that what it's called? Yeah. Scallopini. They're cut real thin to begin with. Sprouts has them. Yeah. Uh, They're cut real thin to begin with. And that is my signature dish. What's yours? Mine's penne vodka. Absolutely. I will agree with that. Mine's penne vodka. Man. For somebody. I don't know how, like, I. I think I just. I don't know if I had it in a restaurant. I was like, I'm going to figure out how to make this, or if I just, like, found the recipe. Man. And I liked it so much that I just kept making it. I don't I don't even know, but now it's like it's my go to. I'll tell you what, when I said that I love vodka sauce and you said you knew how to make penne vodka, at first I didn't believe you. Because how could this girl from Texas know how to make such a signature Italian dish? And I doubted her until the moment I tasted it <laughs> because I was like there's no way there is no way do you know how many people here in Tulsa I have asked if there was an Italian place around here that made good vodka sauce and nobody had an answer for me and in fact most of the time people were like what's vodka sauce man so when you said you knew how to make it I was like no way no way <laughs> and then I ate it and I was like oh it's, it's good it's really good Oh, my God. Let's see if I can kind of... I'll tell you how I make it. Uh, but it's... I don't measure anything, so that's yeah. the problem. Good luck, yeah. She does no <laughs> measurements. Good luck, guys. Good but luck. I, uh, so I take pinchetta. I'll slice that up. I try to find it already diced. Because uh, it's... If you can find it, like, in little dices, like, little the little cubes. Ooh, that's great. Uh, but I can't, I'm having a hard time finding those now. So I just get the, like the circles 
the thin circle slices and roll those up and then slice them up. Let those cook up in the pan with um, crushed red pepper flakes. You have to have the crushed red pepper flakes. And then uh, Italian seasoning. And then I add finely chopped onions and minced garlic. And let that simmer all together. And you want to kind of like let it stick to the pan a bit. So it gets that like brown stuff at the bottom of the pan. And that way when you toss the vodka in, that's you're scraping up those good bits at the bottom of the pan. Mm, good and bits. let it all simmer together and you'll cook the alcohol out. And then I add in Emerald's home homestyle marinara sauce. Just toss that in, mix it all together, and then add the heavy cream, and then mix that all together. And then put in the pasta, the vodka, or the penne. And you want to keep the... Keep uh, the pasta in the water. Yeah, keep keep the pasta water. So put the pasta in the sauce. Reserve some of the water. Yeah, don't then, dump the water in the sauce, but take the pasta directly from the water and straight into the sauce. Yeah. Because you want a little bit of that water in there. That yeah, seems so to be one you- of the tricks. I don't know how it works, but... Yeah, as you're like moving it over, some of the water is going to get in and right. the starches of the water kind of help thicken up the sauce. Mm-hmm. And then you uh, put in some Parmesan and it has to be fresh, fresh, grated, fresh grated Parmesan. Parmesan has to be like finely grated and it has to be fresh. And so you toss that in and then and let that cook in, let it all simmer together and the sauce will start to thicken up. And if it's too thick you can add some some more of the pasta water to yeah, kind of it's thin not it out thick enough the cheese the parmesan cheese really thickens it yeah so that's gonna be your your thickener toss it all together it's mm, so good mm, so good bellissimo. love so, it so good okay number two i don't know my answer to this one so maybe i'll think of it while you're answering all right if you could travel to any one point in time, what would it be? Any one point in time. Uh, see, from our conversation that we were having yesterday about all that religious stuff, I want to go back to the time when um, like the stories of the Bible were being written just to see what the hell was going on. Because then I'd have firsthand knowledge of what was going on. Like, I want to go back there and be like, you know, what what happened? Like, I want to see this stuff. I want to see it. Just to see. Hmm. Like, I think that would be cool. I th- well, I th- I think it would just answer like all my questions <laughs> that I have about like wh- how all this you know religious stuff came to be. That's I, mine. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Do I have? A- I still don't have an answer. The o- I I have a second answer. Ooh, you have two answers. Yep. You said travel to any point in time? Any point in time. I'd want to go into the deep future. 
Oh, you know. Yeah. Because I want to see how far the human race goes. I want to see what kind of crazy junk we can come up with. Yeah. Because I'm not. That would be my choice, too. Now that you say that, because I was because when I picked out this question. That's what I've been thinking about. And then I totally forgot about it. The distant future. Yeah. Just like Doctor Who. Yeah. Yep. Maybe not the, so far where it's the it, end the of the new, world. The new New York. Right. New I want to see the new New York. New New York. Because <laughs> like technology is just absolutely out of control now. Just imagine what it's going to be a thousand years from now. Yeah. Holy moly. Like we went from like in the mid 1990s, we did not have the cell phones that we know today. Like in the late 90s is when like the smaller personal phones, I think, started to started to gain traction. And now look at what we have 20 years later, just 20 years. We have miniature computers in our pockets. Yeah. Do that times 500. 500. 500. Yeah, screw it. 500. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be I want to see. Awesome. I want to see what's going on. I mean, it could it could be bad. I mean, we could get there and World War Four just happened and half the human race is wiped out. And we're like, oh, oops. As long as I can go back. Yeah. <laughs> as long as I can go <laughs> I back. I guess that's I'm the catch. <laughs> yep. You have to be able to go back. You have to be able to go back or else I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't go that far into the future without knowing what's going to happen. Oh, I wouldn't go. I, I wouldn't time travel at all if i didn't know i could get back to where right yeah yeah no i wouldn't time travel at all either if i knew or if, even if there was a chance that i wouldn't be able to get back to right now i wouldn't if you'd do it. be stuck because i like i wouldn't do it I, it makes me think of outlander like i don't I, you won't i know jesse's not familiar with it but no it's, clue. <laughs> so if you're not familiar with it it's the story it's um it's a book series, but it's now been made into a television series, and it's a uh, World War Two era nurse um, is like the war's just ended, and she's on her kind of second honeymoon with because uh, her she and her husband didn't really have a chance to have much of a first honeymoon uh, before the war broke out, and so they're going back to where they had their first honeymoon. And extending it. And um, she basically. Like she gets um, caught up in this magical circle. And. Like falls back through time. 200 years. And it's like the 1700s. And so. Like I just think about that. Like um, she talks about how she misses. The one thing that that she misses the most from the 1940s is a hot bath. And it's like, can you imagine being like going back in time to the 1700s and you can't have a hot bath anymore? That like you stinks. never have a hot bath again. That stinks. Yeah. I think I like my creature comforts too much. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'd be like, no bath. 
That wouldn't be the first thing you said. The first thing you said would be no cell service. That would be the first thing you said. You'd take out your phone and be like, oh, right. Yeah. And it's like, what do you what would you do in your free time? Because books weren't I mean, like I I would be take away my cell phone. And as long as I have books. True. I can keep myself occupied. Oh, yeah. But take away books. Like the further back in time you go. The less books are available. This is true. Yeesh. And there's not like the kind of books that I like to read. Yeah. No, thanks. I'm not getting stuck anywhere. No getting stuck. But it would be cool if you could just go like if you could. If you were like. Watching through a window. Or even if you could go out and see, but you're like in a protective bubble. <laughs> yeah, right. And you know that you can get back to your own time. Mm-hmm. Okay, final job or final. <laughs> final job. Final job. Final question. What is one job you could never do? Ooh. One job I could never do. Surgery. Oh, man. For me to be responsible for the well-being of another person to that degree, I cannot deal with that. I, I can't, can't deal with the blood, so you I know, can't, I'm I can't out right there. That That's fine. The fact that depending on how good of a job I do, and how it affects them, I can't, that pressure, no, no way. That The pressure, the responsibility, you know, you have to, yeah, it takes a certain kind of person. Yeah, it does. It takes a certain kind of person. Um, what else? Anything involving tight spaces. Mm. Because I know I'm not technically claustrophobic, but... I do have this weird fear of like, you ever seen those dogs that chase after like little rodents and stuff like that? And they will dig Mm -hmm. into those holes into the ground. Like they will go into their dens and stuff like that. Like I'm afraid I'm going to try to like go in somewhere like a cave or something like that. And it's just going to get smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller as you go. And then you get stuck and you can't get out. Or the entrance, the the rocks cave in. Yeah. And now you can't get out. So I don't know what kind of job that would be. (laughs) If that's even a job. Mining. Yeah, I guess I couldn't be be a a miner. miner. But yeah. There's a lot of jobs that I couldn't do. Surgery, definitely. Any, I mean, anything medical because needles. Right. It's just not going to happen. Can't handle it. Uh, blood, just not going to happen. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I couldn't do anything involving creepy crawlers of any kind. Oh, yeah. It's just, no. Like, working with reptiles, working with spiders. Mm-hmm. None of that, No. Or in close proximity. I've been re-watching Alias and I'm 100% certain that I could never be a spy. Nah, I couldn't be a spy. I'm not that, <laughs> I'm not that good. Yeah, I'm not. I, I'm not that good at anything. <laughs> I, I'm not. 
a good liar. I would freak out in some of the situations that, well, I'd freak out in like all the situations, but all that high pressure situations. And then like just some of the gross stuff that they deal with, like anything with a gross factor. Yeah. I can't handle. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I couldn't be a, I couldn't be a vet. Oh yeah. I don't think I could handle that either. Nope. Mm Mm-mm. Nope, I have, I'm too much of a bleeding heart for animals. Yeah. So like, want to take them all home? Yeah, that and the ones that come in that like just got hit by a car. Oh, and, I couldn't and, handle and that. And it's no. like, oh, I'm sorry. There's nothing we can do. We have to put them down. Yeah, I'm not gonna say that to anybody. Yeah. Let alone go back in the room and then do it. Mm-hmm. No, no way. I'm grateful that people out there exist. Who can that do that? Can do that, yeah. Because I cannot. Yeah, absolutely not. Um. So there there's we a go. bunch. Yeah, there's a but that that list could go on forever. <laughs> but we could keep talking about that one. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot, there's a lot of jobs. <laughs> there's a lot of jobs I wouldn't be able to do. So if you have any date questions that you want us to answer and feature in this portion of our podcast, just tweet us. With the hashtag spilling the ink um, and tell us your stories. We want to hear if you use any of our questions or if you have any funny date stories to share. We totally want to hear them. Yes, that would be fantastic. And if you like what you heard here today and would like to hear more, be sure to check us out on iTunes and leave us a rating and maybe a review. We would greatly appreciate it. We'll be reading them all. And uh, you can also visit us at our website, companyincpodcast.com. And it's live now, so you can see all of our episodes, notes from the show. Um, You can pin any of our graphics. We have some great graphics uh, with quotables and things like that. We have click-to-tweets. I have, like tumbling over my words right now that's okay (laughs) (laughs) so um if there's anything that you want to share from the show just go to our website and you'll see all the information to do that so that'll do it and we really appreciate it thanks so much for listening thanks so much we'll see you next time see ya